names. Of these nine survivors, five were male, and essentially all that followed in the latterly named Wars of the Roses was a glorified family argument between the descendants of these individuals, who each had some claim to the throne of England. Edward III's first son, Edward the Black Prince, was never to become king, dying a year before his father, and it is said, thereby contributing to his father's demise. However, the only surviving son of the Black Prince became Richard II, after Edward III's death in 1377. Richard II was himself a spare, and only assumed primacy when his older brother died in infancy. Like many spares, he did not make a good or strong king, and was deposed by his cousin, Henry Bolingbroke, the son of Edward III's third surviving son, John of Gaunt. Bolingbroke became Henry IV and took the throne, having his cousin Richard II executed early in 1400. It was this form of might-makes-right policy that set the stage for the later events of 1483. Upon the death of Henry IV in 1413, his son Henry V became king, and one of his major claims to fame was his extensive pursuit by means of arms of the French throne. This he accomplished, and he eventually married Catherine of Valois, the French king's daughter, thus uniting the thrones of France and England, if only for a little while. Unlike his great-grandfather, who lived too long and had too many children, Henry V made the opposite mistake. He had too few children and died too soon. Henry V expired very close to his 35th birthday and left his infant son Henry VI on the throne of both countries. Since baby Henry was at that time only 268 days old, the country was ruled by a regent and a council. What is important to note here is that regents generally did not do as well as might be expected in these circumstances. The example of the accusation and subsequent assassination of Humphrey, Duke of Gloucester, for treason in 1447 was a salutary lesson that had to weigh significantly in the minds of those present in the Tower in 1483, some 36 years later. Being a medieval king was not for the faint-hearted, and by all accounts Henry VI would have been better suited to other more sedentary pursuits rather than being a monarch. Even after attaining his majority, and having been crowned both King of England and of France, the relative power vacuum left by his own personality engendered dangerous times and conspiracy. Due in part to Henry's indisposition and his frequent illness, the House of York, represented primarily by Richard Duke of York, first secured the regency and then wrested from the king the right of succession. Henry essentially disenfranchised his own son, Edward Prince of Wales, in favour of Richard Duke of York and his descendants. As one might well imagine, this action failed signally to please Henry's wife, Margaret of Anjou. However, this was just the prelude to a much more elaborate degree of family strife. When Richard, Duke of York, and his son, Edmund, Earl of Rutland, were killed at the Battle of Wakefield late in December 1460, the gloves came off. Particularly incensed by the treatment of his father's corpse, and especially by the way in which his brother's pleas for mercy had been ignored, Edward, the eldest living son of Richard, Duke of York, conducted an active campaign against Henry VI and his Lancastrian following. 
Edward won several significant victories, including the Battle of Mortimer's Cross and Towton, and was declared King Edward IV in London in 1461, with the strong support of Richard Neville, Earl of Warwick, latterly known as the Kingmaker. In the following eight years, the tumblers of fate turned again several times, and Edward's army was defeated by the same Earl of Warwick at the Battle of Edgecote Moor, by which time the kingmaker had changed sides in the hope of exerting an ever higher level of power. After a period when Edward IV was forced to leave the country, and Henry VI was restored to his throne, Edward reappeared from the continent and began again to fight his way back to the throne. The Lancastrian forces were defeated first at the Battle of Barnet, where Warwick the Kingmaker was killed, and was followed by the decisive Battle of Tewkesbury on 4 May 1471, where Edward's victory put an end to all significant fighting for the duration of his remaining twelve-year reign, either in the pursuit that followed the rout of the Lancastrian.